Hello, everyone. It's Monday, June 24th edition of Living Life. For those of you guys that are married out there, I'm wondering, is there something that your wife is very particular about? I'm sure you're like, yeah, well, we're particular too. <laughs> But you know, my wife is very particular about tongs or containers, you know, the lock and lock containers. And she does not want me to touch her tongs because usually it doesn't come back. Um, well, one day I wanted to fill it with various goodies or whatnot and take it to church. And I did take it and I didn't put it back knowing who I am. That usually happens. And so she calls me um, out of the blue while I'm driving. And uh, I pick up, hey, honey, how are you doing? Oh, uh, honey, where's my tongue? And I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to give an excuse because I know I'm guilty. And then she goes, where is it? And as she is asking me the question, one of my deacon calls it, hey, sweetie, I got to go. I got to talk to this deacon. This church work is very important. And then so I was able to get out of that. But after that, she kept on texting me, where is my tongue? Where is my tongue? Whenever we do something wrong, man, we so do not want to be accountable <laughs> to our action. And, you know, I could tell a funny story about it. But, you know, when we are not accountable before the Lord, you know, in our righteous living before God, that could become an issue. That's what's going on with Israel right now. Let's take a look at that story. Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. When the priest Pasher, son of Emer, The official in charge of the temple of the Lord heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. He had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin at the Lord's temple. The next day when Pasher released him from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord's name for you is not Pasher, but terror on every side. For this is what the Lord says, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. With your own eyes, you will see them fall by the sword of their enemies. I will give all Judah into the hands of the king of Babylon, who will carry them away to Babylon or put them to the sword. I will deliver all the wealth of the city into the hands of their enemies, all its products, all its valuables, and all the treasures of the kings of Judah. They will take it away as plunder and carry it off to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who live in your house will go into exile to Babylon. There you will die and be buried, you and all your friends to whom you have prophesied lies. So today we're in Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. It's still continuing on in the context of the Lord putting judgment on God's people for them forsaking God, turning their backs against God. And Jeremiah is now in the position of prophesying judgment against Israel. Now, this is a rightful thing. You know, when, when God is speaking to us about our wrongdoing, it's for our own good, brothers and sisters. It's for us so that we don't get into even more challenging situations so that the sinful life that we're living does not 
allow us to go into a lifestyle of sin or a lifestyle that could end our lives or a lifestyle that is in complete misery and brokenness. So God is speaking through Jeremiah to Israel, but not only is he speaking to the people of Israel, he's also speaking to the leaders of Israel. He's bringing down the judgment of God upon all, including leaders. And it says here that the priest, Pasher, son of Immer, the official in charge of the temple of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. And instead of repenting, okay, pastors, we're leaders. When we need to repent, we need to repent first as leaders. If we don't repent first as leaders, how can we possibly lead others to repentance? There is just no way. So instead of this priest repenting, you know what he did? Verse 2, he had Jeremiah the prophet beaten. Wow, how dysfunctional is that? He had, the, he had Jeremiah the prophet beaten and put in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin at the Lord's temple. Do you believe that? A righteous person of God trying to come and correct the people of God, being the voice of God as God calls them to prophesy, and the leaders are not taking that. They don't want that accountability. They want actually Jer uh, Jeremiah the prophet silenced. So they beat him, flog him, put him into prison. You know, sometimes... As a pastor, as a shepherd, and that's what shepherds do. And that's exactly who Jesus is. Guide, he's always guiding. Jesus is always guiding, and he calls us as, as leaders to also guide people away from danger, away from sin, into the greener pastures, streams of living water. And oftentimes we got to realize how arrogant, how maybe even ignorant we are but we don't want to admit that we just want to go about living our own life the way we want to live and god is always calling us back into his path and as a pastor i have the duty and the obligation and the authority to guide my members who are doing wrong things or who who are living immoral lives I need to counsel them and I, them, I need to lead them back to the Lord. That is my responsibility. However, oftentimes when I know that some of my members are living a life that is not according to God's will, and I call them or I text them, many times because of their pride or because of shame, they don't respond back and sometimes they end up leaving the church. I'm not there to judge and they know that. I'm not there to go, over that. well, not in that way. I'm not there to judge. I'm there to lovingly lead them back and guide them. Judgment belongs to the Lord. I'm there to lovingly lead them and guide them into righteousness. But if they do not desire this, if they don't desire being transformed, if they don't, be, if they don't desire being led in the ways of God, there's nothing I can do. They lead to churches often where pastors are too soft, or maybe even bigger churches where there's no accountability. When you're mature, brothers and sisters, when you are mature, you need a leader, whether that's your small group leader, 
or whether that is your pastor, your lead pastor or associate pastors, you need to have a relationship with them where they can keep you accountable so that you can go the right ways of God. That is one of the most wonderful things that you can actually have. Don't escape that. And don't just go to churches where, you know, the leaders are just letting you live the way you want to live. That's not, that's not the kind of accountable relationship that we need with our leaders. Our leaders, pastors, small group leaders, others around the church, they are there and it is their role to guide you. And when you are hearing instruction from them, don't harden your heart, don't escape it. We gotta take it, we gotta take it, we gotta deal with it. And that's the way the Lord leads us closer to Him to live a life that is straight and clear in the path of the Lord. So in closing, I want to encourage everyone, especially with pastors and leaders first, we are held accountable before the Lord to first and foremost live a right life that is clear and straight before the Lord. Next, we're also obligated as pastors and leaders to lead others, to lead others to the Lord's path and His way of righteousness. That's what the Lord desires, is that we are a people who are continually living a life of love and sanctification. And for those who are out there who are living a life that is not according to the Lord's will or His ways, I encourage you, either go to a church or be vulnerable before your leaders and your pastors. Share. Allow them to keep you accountable. Allow them to be a part of helping you get right with God. This is crucial. This is pivotal. Like I said, even when I'm confronted, the first thing that I like to do is escape. But if we do that, we're not going to go anywhere, especially in our relationship with God. So with that, I want to bless you and I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for this time. Thank you for challenging us to not escape accountability, not escape your voice when you call out through our pastors or through our leaders or through others. May we listen to your correction and your instruction that we may have a pure and joyful relationship that is right and correct before you. So thank you for this message. Empower us now to live a life that glorifies you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul Reaching a world And stepping in closer See Jesus